Hello everyone, this is Scott Guider, the character Cephas from the hit franchise series, The Hillbilly Horror Show. You can now experience all the greatness from all The Hillbilly Horror Show. And all you need is a library card. And then you can go to Hoopla and watch them all for free. That's right, free. We love the word free. So, go ahead. For more details, go to The Hillbilly Horror Show Facebook page or... Go to www.hillbillyhorrorshow.com. That's right. Lulu, Bo, and myself, Cephas, the mumbling idiot. Again, go to www.hillbillyhorrorshow.com for more details or to the Facebook page. Hello, everyone. My special guest here on the uh, Gruesome Herzog Radio is my special guest, producer, writer, director, Artie Smith, for an upcoming film, Lillian's Brood, in 2016. Artie, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, being on, and I'll give big thanks for your uh, publicist for uh, contacting me to uh, check out the movie, which I haven't seen it yet. I figured let's do an interview first, and then I can do my review, and uh, I can take from the interview and take from what I see in the film. But I did watch the trailer, my friend, and you know how many found footage, how many documentary films that I've watched and reviewed that I liked, and the idea of this film, I have not seen in a found footage film yet, so I'm really anxious to watch this and uh, give you my view on it. Awesome, awesome. So, you have been in, you've done quite a few films uh, dating back to 2010, am I correct? Yes. And uh, the first one, I'm going to, this is a horror podcast, obviously, but I do like to talk about non-horror films. I mean, you, you know, if it's not a horror, it doesn't matter. It just builds up your quality of work and what you've got yourself into. All right. Um, The first film that I want to ask you about, it's a documentary, that's that's a key word, documentary. It's Mm -hmm. called Love Is in 2010. Now, these are available on YouTube, most of them, or all of them? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, all of them. All of them should be available on YouTube. The Love Is actually is on a a private link, which I'm I'm planning to just kind of make it unprivate and just share it out. It was just one of those projects I did uh, in in college. It was something I was experimenting with, and then it ended up becoming like a 45-minute piece. Of just mm. interviewing a, a different people. Okay, nice. So now, what exactly is it about? It, you can talk about that. Won't ruin it. Well, it's, it's it's a documentary about the perception that cinema has on the well, the perception that cinema has on the connotation of black love or or minority love. And okay, we uh, yeah. so when I, I was just interviewing people and and getting their their interpretations of how they interpreted love and what love is, and then how what they've seen in motion pictures, cinema, TV, how that's affected uh, their perception of what they view as what love should be. Huh. Now, now, if you would do a documentary on, I've, I've heard this um, from a lot of black friends that I have, and they seem to be annoyed by it, but maybe because I'm white that I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But have you noticed in the old horror movies in the 80s, who's the first person to die? Oh, man, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really... I don't pay attention to that stuff, but they, they said, man, how come the brother always got to die first? Always, always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Since you mentioned it about the love is, but uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting because, well, actually, there is a uh, 
an all-black horror film that I've watched, oh my God, about three years ago. And I've never seen an all-black cast horror movie before. And for damn me, I cannot remember what it was, but it was fucking phenomenal. Really? Awesome. I've never seen anything like that, and it was so cool because it involved these kids going to their, their family home, vacation home, and their freaking uncles and grandfathers and relatives are freaking killers okay. and try to kill them. I was like, this is fucking amazing. I've never seen that before. That sounds dope. But I, I got to remember what it is, and I'll, I'll send you a, uh, a text or something. For sure. So I can remember what it was. But, you know, I reviewed, like, over, oh, my God, 1,800 films. So sometimes they all kind of, like, either blend in together or, you know, the mind can only handle so many memories. Exactly. But uh, that was pretty fucking dope, though. Yeah, that's so tough. Anyways, all right, now the, ne- the next one is uh, a hallucination of in 2013. Now, is this your first short film after? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's my first short film after, and it was out here um, in LA that I shot it. Okay, now what's that? Uh, well, what can you tell us about that one? That was more. Uh, that was a, another experimental. Te- well, I say that one was more of an experimental piece. There was no dialogue, but it was uh, a short film that just a woman, you know, takes a psychotropic de- takes a psychotropic drug by accident. And she's starting to hallucinate, and she starts to see all of these crazy things happening on her her walk home, per se. Oh my and, God, really? Yeah, and the things that she's seeing are not real, but in her in her vision, she's she's seeing these horrifying images that are just causing her to kind of freak out. Now, is that was that based on something that you've heard or read, or just an idea that popped in your head? It was actually an idea. Me and my friends were just sitting around. Where, you know, we, when we had to come up with the idea, we were sitting around and we just threw around a bunch of different ideas, and then this one just kind of stuck, and we just went with it. That is pretty cool. You think about it, because anybody, anybody who hallucinates can see anything. Yeah, it's, it's it, that's the weirdest part about hallucinations. Well, not weird. I guess it's it's pretty. You know, one person can see uh, a fucking zombie chasing them down the road or whatever, and, and the next person can see a dog. <laughs> pissing on them or you know it's just it's cool how how hallucination works yeah. well it might not be that great if you have them but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i but i love the idea of your film but i still can't get past that love is documentary yeah that's interesting i, I gotta definitely check that out because i'm yeah. kind of curious now well, the only thing about it is just it's shot on like one of those home home video cameras have very home video quality but i do not care <laughs> I am a big VHS person I'll still. I would sooner watch VHS movies, the old ones anyways, than the DVDs, but that's just because I'm 47. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Ain't that a trip? Yeah. That's your next film in 2014. See, I tried to be clever mm-hmm. on a movie title and saying it at the same time, but I guess it backfired. But Ain't That a Trip in 2014 is a short film that you did also. What is this about and uh, the idea came from and, and how, how was the perception of this one? So uh, the, uh, the idea came from it's basically based off of similar life, like, uh, similar life experience, but not, you know, just kind of loosely based off some things I've experienced personally. But um, except for the twist that happens at the end, that didn't happen to me. When it, whoever sees the movie, but um, I that that's about a kid who's you know who comes who's coming who's back home from college who wants to who's planning to take a trip overseas, but then his mother gets into some financial situations and he decides whether it comes to a point where he decides whether he should sacrifice some, his trip to help his mother out or just go on a trip and let her you know wallow in her financial problems. And then, oh, you know, wow. we, we follow him, we follow, and it's a dramedy, more or less. It's a drama slash comedy that kind of just follows him, you know, him and his whole thought process and figuring that out. You know, it, 
I'm amazed about how the just by the variety of the films that you've done, they're very uh, intellectual. Thank you. Thank you, mean, you. <laughs> you don't see you don't see that too often because your your films are like have meaning or. I like that about you. That's interesting. Now, I hope this next one doesn't happen, but um, did you like horror movies growing up as a kid? Yeah. You know, the thing is, it was a, it was a love-hate situation with me and horror. So I would watch them. Like, there was some I just, like, Texas James, I'm not going to remember watching, and I was like, I'm, I'm good. So basically what you're saying is, if a black man dies first in the movie, you fucking hate it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> no, you know, that movie was just crazy. You know, the, the, the serious words. I remember a friend telling me this, and it's so true. And I'm I, like, the, the, the serious words in a horror movie are based on a true story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> when I saw yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Mask, I was like, whoa, I'm good. <laughs> Actually, it's not. I mean, the killer was, but not tech, not Leatherface. But yeah, well, like Wrong Turn, yeah. based on actual mm-hmm. events. Do you imagine? Have you seen Wrong Turn? No, I haven't seen it yet. No. Dude, you gotta, you, dude, you got to watch that. It's going to fuck you up. Really? Because think about this. You have West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have hillbillies. And what if those hillbillies are cannibals? It says based on actual events, whether that's, true, whether that's true or not. But what these people go through, I mean, there's no animals. I'll say that. There's no animals. They're all dead because they ate them all. Yeah. They went to humans. Crazy. So I'll say more than that. You've got to see it because, dude, I'm telling you, I watched one, two is stupid. I love three. And four and five, they're starting it before the first one, which is kind of ridiculous. But the best two is one and three. Just don't bother watching two. Go get one and go to three. Okay, cool, cool. I'm going to do that. But it's amazing, dude. I mean, think about this. You're in the woods, minding your own business, just going for a walk, and someone has a gun or a bow and arrow pointed at you. Mm. And you have no idea. It's like, done. <laughs> On the fire, he eat you. But uh, have you seen that new, uh, that, that the uh, Green Inferno no, uh, that is actually on my VOD like list right now. <laughs> that's like, like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You're gonna hate it. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> Jonah, he's black. You'll see. We just talked about that. That is the most horrible scene in that movie. That when I watched it, I was thinking, oh god, if there's any more deaths like this, I cannot watch it. And I love. I mean, it's it looked so. Real now, if you're gonna watch that, then you must go on YouTube. Type in "Cannibal Holocaust" in 1980. It's on there to watch for free. It's the very first found footage film. Mm-hmm. It's about these uh, young college filmmakers. They go into the jungle. Um, it was so real that the director, uh, Ricardo Diodato was arrested for murder because he told his actors to go into hiding. They thought that he actually died in the film. What? And they killed an animal in there. The animal rights people were after him. And he was locked up in prison until the actors came out of hiding. You've got to see it. Because it says in the beginning, these actors and crew was never seen again. But it was done so well. And those natives, not natives, I guess what the hell they are, cannibals, 
They are so vicious. Now, a lot of them, some of them, des- I mean, you see some of these films, some of them, they don't deserve to die, but what they do to their people, I can see why, but dude, you got to see it. There's a woman, there's a poster on online that has a, uh, like a pole going through his woman, impaling his woman. It looks so freaking real that they had that in the courtroom, and it, <laughs> they thought it was actually killed. You got to see it. Watch the Cannibal Holocaust first right. on YouTube. Watch it, and I'm telling you something. You're gonna love it. But when it comes to the new one, <coughs> I reviewed it. Um, poor Jonah, God bless his soul. I mean, that chunk, the heavy set guy, and the heavy set one in a bunch, and he thought, oh, they're being nice home, and it is so violent and vicious that the graphics, the special effects, look so real that I'm thinking, oh my God, you you put yourself in a situation. What? The, Oh, you got to see it. That's the best part of the film. And then, I mean, a lot of people are banging on it because it's Eli Roth. I mean, everybody wants to bang on Eli Roth because they're all jealous. This is the bottom line. I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a spectacular film, but that death scene alone will make your head spin. It's brutal. But um, I got to check it out. Yes, definitely do. Um, now, why you're on here is. Like I mentioned earlier, um, Lillian's Brood, 2016. You sent me the link to watch, which I'm not watched yet, but I'm going to watch it tonight. But I did watch the trailer. This is camera test one. Stick to the original plan, blend in and infiltrate. Mm. Oh, you see, you like to let the animal out. Ow! Fuck, man! Since this interview, you've watched films like The Dinosaur Project, if you did, or The Frankenstein Theory, or, I mean, there's so many types of haunted house ones. There's, some, there's ones that I get mentioned in my review that get so sickening, but there's clever ones. Now, I watched your trailer, and I'll let you explain it, obviously, without giving anything away, but when I watch the trailer, and I don't watch trailers, I never watch a trailer before I watch a movie, but I had to be somewhat prepared at what I'm getting myself into in this interview. Mm-hmm. And what I seen, I fucking loved the idea. So go ahead and tell the listeners about your film um, and their possible release date and so forth. Well, Blue's Brood is about a new media news coverage team that gets stranded in the middle of nowhere near a beleaguered brothel. And recovered footage will reveal what happens when they encounter these women with a terrifying secret. Now, these women that they're encountering are housed up in this brothel, and they are of a, I say, we, 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 you would say a supernatural sense, but from the way that we developed it, we say that they've been beings that's lived alongside us since the beginning of Homo sapiens or, or human beings as we know it. 
Um, it's a story as old as the Bible itself, as old as Adam and Eve, since that's where the origins actually come from. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, it, it's people who like uh, found footage or I know they're going to dig this film. I mean, but now the idea of this, where did it come from? Well, when Phil, Phil initially had brought me in, it's, it's, the idea had molded because Phil initially brought me in for um, er, early, like two years ago when, we, when he thought of an idea to, to look into like a film that just had like a female creature that was kind of killing and, you know, uh, overpowering men instead of like a, you know, like a, you, some horror films where it's just a man that's taking advantage. We wanted to have like a strong female kind of creature taking advantage of men. And then we developed it and we kind of stumbled upon this mythology, the Jewish mysticism mythology of of Lilith, who was the first wife of Adam, who was kicked out of the Garden of Eden um, and who made it with the Archangel Samuel, who is Lucifer. And out of their union, they had these children called Lilith. Now, Lilins are beautiful women, beautiful creatures. Whenever you see them, they're just just—they're probably the most gorgeous women you've seen, but they all have a deformity, maybe a clawed foot, a clawed hand, um, serpentine tail, maybe defor- some deformity somewhere in the face or something. And that's where we kind of developed the story from there. We thought it would be intriguing or, if anything, more, more interesting to, to create a world around that notion, around these women, and kind of you know, move up from there and then see what we could do to kind of introduce the audience into their world. Dude, I'm telling you something. Just by the way you explained that, it's going to make every listener want to watch that film. Awesome. <laughs> Bravo to you. I mean, you had me hooked, right? You know what I mean? I mean, I read, like I said, I already seen the trailer, and once it gets released, I'm going to put the link for the trailer on the on the interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to play some of the audio of the trailer in this interview. But I'm telling you, it's it's a, an interesting, a phenomenal idea, dude. It, if this thing is not once it gets submitted into film festivals, dude, you're gonna you're gonna rock knock the socks off of everyone. I'm telling you. Appreciate it. Appreciate That's it. That's brilliant idea. Yeah, brilliant. Actually, we um we've for people who don't know, we released actually today on the fifth um, on iTunes, and next week. On the twelfth, on Amazon. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I want to say February fifth, two thousand sixteen. That is today, and is getting. It was released on iTunes. So for all you Apple fans out there who want to purchase this film, go right ahead and purchase this film. Give it a watch. Send uh, comments to this interview to Artie, and uh, who knows. But uh, definitely, and then next week he says on Amazon. Yeah, next the 12th. week. Next week is on Amazon for Valentine's Day weekend. We released early this weekend to, in the spirit of Mardi Gras, because um, you, 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 and when you see the movie, you'll get why uh, you know the spirit of New Orleans, the Voodoo culture. Um, yeah. through, through our Mardi Gras, you'll see, you'll definitely get a hint of that within our movie. So we tied it. So it's tied deeply within that that New Orleans roots. So we decided to release it a week early for those people. That you know, out there, that I would be interested during the Mardi Gras season. Dude, you are a very intelligent young man. You know that. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's brilliant. I mean, the ideas—I'm not blowing smoke up your ass either. But the idea from love is to hallucination to ain't that a trip to Lillian's brood is—I'm really psyched to see Lillian's brood now because I 
have the link, and I'm going to be watching it tonight. Awesome. But I'll be putting the review up hopefully by Sunday, or I'm off Sunday, so hopefully by Sunday or Monday I'll put it up there. And, uh, dude, now one question I ask you before I let you go. You have uh, um, a name of your company. What is it called? Uh, some Serious Ship Productions. And the, and then you, what's the the Mansa Mojo Brothers? Yes. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Mansa Mojo right. Brothers. Yes, up. <laughs> that is amazing. So, people, if you uh, listen to this interview, which I know you will, definitely go to Amazon, uh, definitely go to iTunes, definitely uh, purchase it, and definitely go to Amazon next week for who doesn't have the iPhone or the Apple products, and definitely go to Amazon and rent it, buy it, however you want. But if you guys want a taste of it soon, just go ahead and watch the trailer, and I guarantee you that you'll be sucked into this bitch in a heartbeat. So, Artie, I want to give you uh, say a big thanks for you coming on today. Uh, Thank you for Again, coming. I am psyched to see this film, and I'm very excited for you. And, again, the short films, I'll post the links on the interview that people can check it out. Uh, love is, you're thinking about it down the road. But definitely uh, – Check out his work. I mean, uh, they're definitely going to dig this stuff, and it's a brilliant fucking idea, dude. I'm telling you, you, I love the concept. Thank you. All right, bud. Definitely. Well, thanks for coming on. But hold on, I'll edit this out. Just hang on there after I say goodbye, okay? So I want to talk to you in a minute, okay? All right, no problem. I'll finish up. So I want to give you a big thanks, Artie, for coming on, and I want to thank your publicist for contacting me to inter- Well, he contacted me to ask me to review it, and I threw in there, then I'll, I'll interview too. So. I'm glad I did because I learned a lot today. I learned basically your mindset and intelligent ideas, and I can really see a lot of work in the future that you'd be doing that's going to make you very successful. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. And listeners, don't forget, check out Hillbilly Horror Show on www.hillbillyhorrorshow.com. Check out me, the mumbling idiot Cephas. I want to say uh, thanks, and uh, you take care, Artie, and we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thank you. No problem. Bye-bye.